Well, we both saw Iron Man 3 this week. Yep. So that means that it is time to talk about the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yep. This is uh, this is episode number 29 of the 100 of Some Movie Thing podcast, where we're taking a look at all 100 of the AFI's top 100 movies of all time 10th anniversary edition list. And today we are going to be talking about number... 72 on the list, The Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. With Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Excellent. So, uh, we will, uh, we're going to go do that right now. And, um, if you want to, uh, slap that puppy in the, uh, in the DVD, VCR, Blu-ray combo. They have Blu-ray VHS tapes now? No, I don't think they do. I just made that up. Oh, it would be a thing, though. Yeah. You know, dump your VHS directly to Blu-ray. Oh, God. Just to see how shitty VHS-C really is. Awesome. All right. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to start that, you know, eh, probably a good time would be... Now? Now? And there you have it. All right. Okay, so that was... So so before we watched the movie, we watched the trailer. Yes. And the first thing that I said when I finished watching the trailer was, I don't need to see this movie anymore. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a different movie than the trailer said, isn't it? A little it? bit. It's yeah. kind of like the the way that the trailer... Well, it, yeah, what was the what did the trailer say to you? Um, it was a feel... It was like a like a, a movie about redemption and drama and, you know, this guy goes to prison for killing his wife and... All this other crazy stuff, and, um, well, it's, it's kind of different than, uh, than what the movie was about. I was gonna say, because you just said redemption and drama, yeah. and the guy goes to prison for killing his wife, which is pretty much what the movie is about. Yeah, except there was less rape in the trailer. Well, that's true, but they can't give away the good parts. Right. What? Oh, God. <laughs> um... Well, seriously, what are they going to do? Uh, well, obviously, they can't have. There that was time. there was a surprising lack of conflict in yeah. the trailer that they, they didn't set up any of the sort of um, more difficult aspects of the of the, the, the more complicated issues. Yeah, I don't remember. Did 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 Clancy Brown feature in the in the trailer? The guard, the sadistic guard. No, neither did he, the warden. He would no. He was actually quoted with the Bible thing. He was quoted with the Bible, but that was the only that. But that gave the impression that he was just kind of like the the warden preacher kind the, of guy, the kindly fella, the kindly fella. He's yeah. a good guy. Oh no, Jesus! All right. So, um, but they what they did leave out was things like the bookkeeping and the uh, the, the oh, sh- definitely the, yeah, shady the tax deals. accounting and all the yeah. and all the humorous sort of things. Yeah. Humorous. What, what was humorous well, it's, about? Well, I mean, it's like, okay, so the guy goes to prison, and then he sets up basically a cottage industry inside the prison to help the uh, help the guards do their taxes. Yeah, that, you know, that set was up actually... Annuities, set up annuities, uh, set up uh, trusts and scholarship funds and all kinds of crap, yeah. and you know, and then they've got the sort of the comic relief of the situation where they've got the baseball team yeah. coming in, <laughs> and then they schedule the tournament so that all the teams can come in and get their taxes done. Yeah. Because they've got this guy on the inside. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, there was also the uh, 
And then there was like there was this uh, kind of well, I guess I guess we should probably start out with a summary, real quick. Um, so, Shawshank Redemption. This this gentleman um, is it opens up with him being hammered, and I, I'm not going to go into too much detail. But basically, what happens is it's is a it, it's a very nearly 20 year old movie. We can go ahead and spoil it. Okay. If you haven't seen it already, stop now. Go watch it. Then come back. We already told you to go watch it. Right. Seriously. And if you haven't already, stop now. And go and watch it, and then come back. Okay. All right. So, so basically, that's three times, three opportunities. Three, that the, yes, continuing. Three shots. Okay. okay. So, so Andy Dufresne is, uh, he's like a mid, he's like a mid, a mid middle management banker guy, or no, he's he was the he was the like the president of the bank. He was oh, like was the, he? He was like the top man. Oh, the I, top guy. I was under the impression that he was like one of those like, oh hey, I'm I'm like this like. I'm I'm middle management. I'm on my way up. I'm like in, he was like in his like early thirties, so mm-hmm. he he was doing incredibly well yeah, for himself. Like his wife was having an affair with another man, Golf and bro at the club. Yep, and yeah. allegedly, um, she they he, ended up shots. They ended up shot four times each. Six, yeah, four times each. Yeah. Revolver has six bullets, which was like what the what the prosecutor made for a case. Right. Basically, put three bullets in each of them, reloaded. Well, that's why he got two consecutive, two, uh, two life terms. Yeah, which I I always felt that that that's kind of an interesting thing. It's like a life sentence is until you die. Right. Why do you get two? So that there's no possibility of parole. Meaning that. Meaning that even with a life sentence, you could have your you could have your sentence. You could get like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Is serving red. Yeah. Is serving life. For oh. murder. But he's only serving one term, so he has the possibility of parole. So if oh. he's a model prisoner, uh-huh. if he behaves himself and he does what he's supposed to do and doesn't yeah. piss off the guards and whatever else, mm-hmm. then the parole board will review his case, yeah. ask him if he's rehabilitated himself, mm-hmm. and then release him or not, depending. Which, which because... they had demonstrated several times. Yeah, well, that was film, actually yeah. a really good... This movie, this movie, from a technical standpoint has a lot of really, really good examples of how timers, stopwatches, and time itself are used, or, or references to time are used to tell you what time, what hap, what, how long has been yeah. in the story. Because when we, when we meet Red, the first thing that we hear is that he's been in prison for 20 years. Yes. And that he is up for parole. Mm-hmm. And that he will get another review in 10 years. Yeah. And then they, they deny his parole. Yeah, so so that is used as a way of saying okay, the, the movie starts in 1947. Yeah, so in 1957 he's reviewed for he he's up for parole again. Yeah, and they stamp him and they say how long have you been here? Thirty years. Excellent. So now we know it's now 1957. They don't have to do a calendar falling off of the you know yes. picture of a calendar superimposed where the months are falling off. We mm-hmm. know time is passing, but we right. want to know how much time with just a simple reference. Uh-huh. And that's how they can do that, right? Yeah. And they also had a they, uh, from another technical standpoint, their age makeup was fantastic. My goodness, it was pretty. You know, I. Th- yeah, some. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, there were some people who just didn't age. You know, in particular, like the warden. He he kind of just. I think I think you could you could say that's more of uh, because he's, I don't know, archetype. Yeah. There's a. You know, they didn't. They didn't really change. He changed hairstyles. Yeah, but he that went was, from that... having kind of slick black, slicked back hair uh-huh. to having a spiky. In the '60s, he had a spiky, you know, flat top crew yeah. cut. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, um, you know, but their clothes themselves, the guards' clothes didn't change. Yeah, the the fat the warden's fashions didn't really change that much. The 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 ties got a little wider. The ties yeah. got a little narrower. You know, the suits got a little bit more lean in this into the sixties. He started wearing the the more lean Reservoir Dogs yeah. looking black suit, but but the whole you know that kind of gives you a a timeless feel to it yeah. so that you know it's kind of in a in a space but the the time is very important in this movie that there's the passage of time and it's recorded but it's not like oh suddenly the warden's wearing a paisley suit because he decided to be a hippie or something oh, you know God. kind of ridiculous yeah. or he's wearing a Nehru jacket with the little yeah. stand up collar yeah, well, the thing is, is that I also think that I also feel that, you know, to give kind of anybody who was involved with the prison that had the opportunity to leave guards, warden, the actual prison itself, mm-hmm. they all remain stagnant because it, they wanted to kind of convey like the consistency of prison. Sure. Because it was one of those things where it's like, you know, um, the the thing about the, they even made a point about this with Red and, and oh, God, the old man. Yeah. I know. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> that was just sad. He was sad, wasn't he? Yeah, a little bit. But they they couldn't live outside the walls. Right. They couldn't get there. They could. They got a shitty job. They hated their apartment. You know, the old man was scared of the outside because last time he saw he like they because even he said was twenty years old when he went in and he yeah. was there for what sixty plus years. Yeah, he'd been there for a while. He was he yeah. basically he went in just a, a guy who had only seen a car once when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he comes out and he's scared to death of everything. Right. So, it it was just one of those things where it's just, um, I think they 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 tried to make a point of prison is, and after a while you basically you need prison because everything on the outside has changed too much. Right, but in this case though, prison is the metaphor or the stand-in for um, your family or mm-hmm. your job or your hobbies. Or anything else that conveys you through life, you can't survive. You eventually get to a point where you can't survive without it. You have, mm-hmm. but you know, and the structure def- definitely there's there's that, and that's a widely reported phenomena that you know you have people who get out of prison immediately commit a crime so that they can get back into prison because. Yeah. You know, some say, there's some that say, "Oh, well, life is easier in there." I mean, yeah, you have to deal with the raping and the fighting, and you know that kind of the yeah, and the abusive guards or whatever. But then there's also the structure. You don't have to worry about where your next meal's coming from. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about rent. You don't have to worry about where you're. You know, you you know what's happening. You get you get into that structure and that society, and people find a place. Yeah, and it becomes their life. Yeah, you know. Then of course there's people who don't want to be there, don't want to stay there, want to get out immediately. They get out and they go and you know f- dig a tunnel into a into a dig a tunnel through a wall into a into, into a, a shit pipe and and then escape through a shit pipe. Uh, yikes! Yeah. Um. So that was so um so th- that that whole um that whole digging out of his cell thing that mm-hmm. was. That that seemed a little. Uh, I I don't know. It just it seemed a little bit t- impossible, in my opinion. I mean, it was one of those things where he had been digging on this thing for what thirty years, forty years, twenty years, twenty years. Yeah. Okay. And it it just it seemed like okay, so he dug a tunnel, but you know, the. Uh, 
I don't know. It just the 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 every time that I see that, I just can't think of like all I think of is the Alcatraz escape. Yeah. How they they dug a tunnel through the ventilation shafts and all that other stuff. Right. And, you know. Well, that's kind of what it's based on. I know. But the thing is, is that the hole that they dug in Alcatraz, you could barely fit my shoe through. It was. <laughs> that's true. It was the size of a cinder block. It was the size of a cinder block. Right. It was one of those things right. where it's like you know that was not a comfortable. No. That was not a comfortable thing. For well, them. you do have to. You do have to make it believable. Uh-huh. For for the audience, people have to believe that this person could fit through this hole. Mm-hmm. So it has to be big enough for a guy to essentially crawl through. Crawl through and then put up a poster behind him. That was the other thing. I was just like, <laughs> well, Wait. he just he just lifted up part of it. I guess, I but it was it was That's, just it, uh... yeah, nearly impossible to have done but no okay so okay so here's one of the things and this is this is kind of a, an interesting construction argument he was working on the tunnel the whole time yeah he's working on getting out the whole time yeah but in the story that you're being told mm-hmm. he didn't start working on that tunnel until he made the decision that he had to go because they killed that kid mm-hmm. who had the information about the guy who actually killed his wife yeah that's when he made the decision to leave. Yeah. But did he make the decision to leave or did he make the decision to start digging the tunnel? And that's the thing that I have. Because he has been digging, because obviously he's been digging this tunnel now for 20 years. Yeah, they even said in the narration he'd been yeah, digging he'd been for digging 20 since, years. since the first day that he got the little, that he scraped the wall. Because yeah. they, the there was an explanation, another explanation that wasn't in the film about how the inside of the prison mm-hmm. was built with crappy materials. Yeah. So you could get out. You couldn't get out through the walls, but you could get out into the middle of the prison. Gotcha. That's how the, that's how that was explained. So you could, you could, you know, they used shitty limes, whatever, whatever it was, they used shitty materials on the inside because nobody's going to go deeper into the prison in order to get out. Right. And that's how he figured out that he could go, and find you know found yeah. a sewage pipe and all that other stuff. And they had they had already conveyed that this guy was a fairly smart individual. So anything that he Indeed did, they had. Yeah, he was he was a smart guy. So yeah. it was one of those things where you know, and the other thing is that you know he'd been working on this tunnel, but he didn't actually have his backup plan until five years after he started working on the tunnel. That's the other thing. That's true. Yeah, they like, do kind of suggest that he had been sort of making this happen all this time. Yeah, and then but then he hadn't, but then he had, but then he came up with this yeah, it's yeah. So it's a little the construction's a little odd. And that he would come up with something on the on the fly, sure, you know, he's like, "Oh, well, I could set that thing up and then oh, that could be that thing that I finance myself with when I'm finally out of here yeah. eventually at some point." Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and the other thing I I got to say for another piece of just comic relief was that he had he had set up all of the he had set up all the accounts with a dummy name and all that other stuff. Right. The silent uh the silent uh third par- third party. Right. And it's amazing what you can do by mail. That just is like <laughs> you can get a birth certificate, a driver's license. What was the other things that he had? A social security number. Social security number, yeah. And the signature was a perfect match. I'm sorry. I just was this the first movie with Morgan Freeman narrating? Oh God, no. Okay, no, I was no, just no, no. I'm just checking. No, no, cause... no, no, no. <laughs> okay, not at all. Because it was one no. of those things where it's just I was kind of just sitting there and I was just like, I was trying to think of like the significance of this movie, why it's on the list. 
Other uh-huh. side from just being a really good movie. It's a really good movie that has uh-huh. it has um it's a really good example of a movie. Yeah. Um it does a lot of things right. It yeah. does very it does actually does very few things wrong. I really was when I was getting set to watch this movie, I was expecting to be disappointed. I was expecting to say, Oh well, you know, that was good in ninety four. Really? It's okay now. But it's kinda of like Silence of the Lambs. And I sat down and I was like, all right, well, let's see how this... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's... You you, you also just didn't like the gentleman who played Hannibal, so it was... True. You you felt that he was overplayed, so there's nothing you... But there there were other... Yes, there were other things, but the movie still itself was okay. Mm -hmm. And it was good in 1991, Mm -hmm. and now it's like, ah, well, you know. It's derivative of everything that's come after it. Exactly. Uh, so Shawshank, Shawshank actually references quite a few films. Yes, it does. Um, in it, um, most notably the films that are in it, <laughs> the, the 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 other films that are in it, um, you know, uh, Gilda starring Rita Hayworth is shown. Yeah, which they used as a as kind of a time marker again. Yes, and then the other movies that they showed during, yeah. the, you know, they could show you, or they were uh, they were showing it. Um, so that you could say, oh, okay, so it's 1957, so that means we're going to be watching this movie. Yeah. Or it's 19, 1960, you know, 1967, and yeah. now we're going to be watching this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> this movie was definitely a slow boil, too. Which... Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And but it was... It wasn't... It wasn't paced... In, it, it was it was still pretty quickly paced. Yeah, that's the true. story came a lot. The the pieces of the story, the elements were snappy. Mm-hmm. They came out, and you were you know you had reveals. You had an interest built in the next scene coming up. You had a definite delineation in the acts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, and, and I you know honestly, I expected the thing because the way I remembered it, the way I was remembering it, it kind of falls apart in the third act, but it doesn't. It it yeah. actually it actually held up really well. The writing's pretty tight, and. and uh, it just it it also it kind of had that same vibe as like um which which one came out first did Forrest Gump or um Shawshank Redemption come out or they were were they about the same time They were about the same time I okay. don't remember cuz the other thing is that I and this may have just been fi- dramas that came out in 1994 but <laughs> hey okay, I, all right, I'm just all saying right, right. I'm just Go it on. just it kind of had that vibe of just like there, there's like a, there's like a, an acting here, or there's like a, like a focus on the character of like he kind of felt like Forrest Gump a little bit, just kind of like he's this guy who just got really, really, really fuck all lucky. Well, okay, well, I mean he did the kind. Well, the point he's a cipher. The point yeah. of the, the point of the, the point of that Morgan Freeman was making is that he wasn't anybody. Yeah, he had a job. He did this. He, you know, he was accused of doing this thing. But he wasn't anybody. When he was in prison, he didn't. He didn't say, "I was the CEO of a bank, and I yeah. needed to, you know, I need to be treated as such." He didn't do that. He became, he became very submissive. He became very like, "I will do, th- I will do what I need to do in order to survive." Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to fight back. But every once in a while, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have. You know, this isn't going to be. This isn't going to be me fighting my way to the top and being the boss. Yeah. Just going to be a cog in the wheel mm-hmm. in the machine and just kind of move it along. Right. You know, which is good. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to point, it out, point out is that this is not Andy's story. Yeah. Is it? Is it? No. 
It's Red's story. Huh. I Andy's, guess... Andy's a focal... Is, is definitely a focal character. You got top billing. Yeah, Great. he's the main you character. Know, for, but... But... Everything you learn about Andy, you yeah. learn through Red. You learn secondhand. Everything you see is sort of through... Except for, like, the court case. Um, is really seen through the filter of Red. Mm-hmm. You find out that he wants the rock hammer because he goes to Red to ask for it. You find out that he wants the Rita Hayworth, you know, he wants Rita Hayworth because he goes to Red to ask for it. Right. He, you find out about the poster on the wall and the tunnel behind it because Red is in the room, watching it. Yeah. At it. Yeah. And the warden is there. You know, it all the stuff. So mm-hmm. there are a few things that he fills in that he couldn't possibly have known. You know. Andy working in the thing in the library. Well, Andy working in the library. Andy working in the um, in the uh, locking himself in the room and playing the opera music. Oh yeah, you know he wasn't there for that, but he kind of had he has, an idea. He has an imagination, you know, right. so he can tell he can still tell the story. He can he can tell he can spin the yarn uh-huh. about the time that Andy Dufresne went in and locked the guard in the bathroom and put opera on the on the. Uh, it was all in his head. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. In that kind of like not really kind of shock you way, but just kind of yeah, it was all in his head. Right. And then Red discovers the 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 obsidian rock with the with the box underneath it. Yeah. And then he goes to Mexico to yeah. meet Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed that. And um, it must not have been very long after Andy got out that Red was released because he wasn't he didn't have very much of that boat done. No, he really didn't. Was he? I, was he even there? I mean, it wasn't like. Because I remember because he, he was. Wa- I remember Red walking towards the walking towards the boat, but was he was on the he was on the boat? Was he on the he boat? Standing on the boat, he had huh. the he had the clam digger sort of. I must have missed his him. Pants were rolled up. Yeah, the white shirt. Yeah, because it was it was a wide shot, but he they didn't actually like. Hey, here's here he is. Did yeah. they? Yeah, did they do they that? He, he, wow, he what was the hell working, was I looking at? He was working at? on the boat, and then he looked up, and he was like, oh, there's Oh, yeah, there's that's Tim right. Robbins. Oh, God. Ugh. Clearly, I was not I was not paying attention yeah. at that moment. So some of, the, some of the movies that are referenced in here, Birdman of Alcatraz, mm-hmm. um, the old guy has a With bird in his pocket. The big-ass crow. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It's like, um, hey, buddy. Ah! Escape from Alcatraz uh-huh. uh, is referenced. Um, there's the movies that are in the, in the film, uh, Gilda and a couple others. Um, The Great Escape. Yes. Heavily referenced yeah. in this, uh, including the, and he put the dirt in his pockets and walked around in the yard and shook the dirt out of his that pockets. Was, that was pretty funny to yeah. see. It's just like, it's just dirt dropping out of his pants. Because that's what his, just... that's what the Great Escape, that's how they got the, the dirt out from underneath the houses at the, um, at the, uh, prisoner of war camp. Oh, they filled their pants up with with. Nice. It had like pouches. Mm-hmm. They filled with dirt, and then they would walk around the yard, and they would they had a rope thing, and they would pull the pull the thread or the rope, and the dirt would drop huh. out of their pants. That works. Um. So, uh, there was that, and then any number of other prison movies uh-huh. that have been done over the course of the years. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so this this movie was definitely a. Would you say it was an escape movie? I mean, because they didn't really do that much escaping. Because they kind of... <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. I mean, they, That's true. Okay, so in The Great Escape, yes, they, they're they pretty much all about the escaping. Right. 
in this movie, it's more about, you know, like, hey, he's got a rock hammer, and he, like, carves a name, and then they drop that, they drop that particular subplot for the rest, for basically the rest of the movie. Right. I mean, it's, um, because, you know, right after that, you know, they're tarring a, they're tarring a, they're tarring a roof, and then he becomes an accountant, mm-hmm. and then he gets caught up in all these schemes, and a man is killed, and, you know, all this other crazy stuff. He gets a library going, and all, he does right. all this really great stuff. Oh, and then he escapes. Yes. Because, so it because you can't imprison his mind. No. Can't imprison his mind. No, but it, it felt like that that was like, hey, you know, we're going to set this up and then drop it for the rest of the movie. They don't come back to it. You know, it's basically, it's, you know. Right, but, but I don't know that it was dropped so much because when you, when, I mean, it was referenced. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's where the tight writing comes from. You have You have the arc, you have the... Here's the reference, and there's the payoff, and here's mm-hmm. this, and here's the payoff, and here's this other thing, and here's the, the the things when you see it in some movies, you'll get here's a thing that we've referenced, and there's no payoff. Oh yeah, you know it would be you like can always you can always tell that something is going to be referenced again when they focus on it. Yep, you know. Remember this pencil? Yeah. Oh, the pencil's in the guy's temple now. Ta-da! Reference, payoff. That was like half a second between the pencil and the payoff. I'm assuming you're referring to the Dark Knight. I'm referring to well, that that's probably not a great example, but ta da, ta da, bang! This plot is gone. <laughs> right, exactly. But there's, but if you see, if you see a one second shot of a knife, uh-huh. that knife is going to be used on someone or something within within some point. And when you have things that are referenced like that, mm-hmm. they need to be paid off. Right. Because otherwise they're just left hanging and you have this sense, you might not remember specifically, oh, they showed the Bible there. Yeah. And nobody ever did anything with it. Well, they... Now, they, it might be an establishing thing for a character bit, but you'll right. still be able to tell from what the character's doing for the rest of the film or for the that particular part of the film that, oh... That Bible thing was paid off by the guy making a religious reference a little bit later, right? Or that that knife was there because the guy's a chef. For example, so yeah. if it's a character thing, that's one thing. But if you're in like a horror movie and you flash on an axe, yeah, somebody's getting an axe in their head. <laughs> okay, um, maybe not right now, but maybe maybe later on when they you know they show the axe, yeah, in Act One or the chainsaw, and then or, in Act yeah. Three you're coming back through that same room and the hero goes, "Oh, there's an axe here!" Whoosh. And, you know... You just his, described the plot of Evil Dead. Sticks his girlfriend in the face with the axe. Yeah. That's, know, oopsie. That's about right, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. but only because she was the bad guy. Was she? Spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't know. I it, didn't actually see Evil Dead this time. So. You don't want to see the remake. It's, I, don't, it's, I don't care. It's... No. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's funny that you also mentioned the Bible because that was one of the few things that, and now I remember, is that they, they kind of made a small reference to it about midway through the movie when they were, like, ransacking his cell. Yes, and they picked up his Bible. It's like, it's good that you're reading this. Yes, like, exactly. Salvation can be found through this. And then at the end, it's a note, salvation Very can... Very good. Salvation, yes, yeah, salvation can be can be found inside. Yeah, and he opened it up, and it was the, um, the cut, cut out. out, the very the very meticulously cut out. Yeah, that was that rock was hammer. I thought that was that was one of the few one of the few things like nice nice going prop. Good, guy. good. How did how did he get an exacto blade in there? <laughs> he 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 got you get a you get a claw you get a claw hammer taken away from you if they find it. But damn, if you have an exacto knife or a razor blade. 
or any number of things. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so you got a cast of you got a cast of characters. Uh huh. You got the wise talking, the wise cracking, fast talking guy. Uh huh. You got the uh, you got the dumb one. The yeah. You got the, the old guy. There was the there was a the guy with the stutter. Was he the dumb one? Yeah, kind of petrified horse dung. Right. Exactly. That yeah. guy. So, um, you know, and then you've got the tough guys. Yeah. Who were s- super creepy. Yeah, they kind of were, weren't they? Yeah. 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 They had the they had the one dude who was they had they had rapist fella. Yeah. Um that was <sighs> Yeah. And then you got New Fish. Yeah, New Fish. You know, you got that that guy. So, you know, and then the sadistic guards and the sadistic uh-huh. warden who comes across really strong at the beginning, just kind of a, you know, like, oh, that guy's going to be a real turd. Yeah. And then um he really isn't. He, he softens a little bit, but then he turns out to be just a criminal, just like everybody else. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's, you know? that's the one consistent thing, is everybody's bad. Everybody's just a mean person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that Stephen King novels... Oh, yeah, and, by the way, this and, is a Stephen King novel. Oh, that's novel. right. Sorry, yeah. The Shawshank Redemption uh, is based on a short novel by Stephen King called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. And... One of the things that seems to be a focus in Stephen King's uh, books is how we are the problem. Humanity? A lot of a lot of things. A lot of you know, uh, his stories kind of base are based on that 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 premise that we as we humanity, we this group of people, we this singular person in this situation, are the problem, and. One of the things I actually kind of like about Stephen King when he's not writing a horror novel yeah. is I don't care for them. I'm not particularly a fan of, of Stephen King's writings. Um, is that when he's not writing a horror novel, he is he doesn't concentrate on how we are the, the evil and we are the, the horror. Yeah, he just you know? tells a story. He just kind of tells a story. And this is a good example of that. And it's also a very good adaptation of his... Uh, of his story and it's told in a compelling way and it really i don't know i like i liked it i liked it actually i think i liked it a lot more now than i did the first couple times i saw it because i do remember not really enjoying shawshank and and since then have had conversations with people where the the movie is it's held up, held up as a standard, you know, that this is, this is, a, this, and I just kind of remember when I saw it, just kind of going, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty good. Yeah. It's it is pretty, pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, I understand why they didn't want to mention that it was a Stephen King, uh, movie prior to the, tra- oh. <laughs> in, in the trailer. <laughs> right. Cause, cause they, they made a very good point of leaving that out. Um, they really, yes, they really did. It's it, in the it's in the credits on the trailer, but yeah. it's not based on the novel by Stephen King. Well, I mean, just considering, yeah. I was looking through um, Stephen King's you know movie credits up to that point: Misery, The Shining, The Green Mile, just kind of all these really like dark and kind of messed up movies. Which Green great. Miles, Green Mile's not that messed well, up. Well, that's true, but um, but I mean, Tom Hanks can't pee. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, it is kind of messed up. I mean, anyway, so um. But it was interesting that it's like the that how much public perception of some one's writings can affect 
um, you know, like they they wouldn't they probably wouldn't be able to sell this movie as well if they said it was a Stephen King it was based on a Stephen King novel. Like they made a really big deal out of it. Possibly, or or they would have set the audience expectations to something other than other than um, what it actually is. True, because which a lot of trailers you know, do that. You've got you've got needful things and it and the Langoliers, uh-huh. the Shining, Misery. Um, I want to say Dolores Claiborne, but I don't think that's a Stephen King novel. Yeah, but that's um, you know same actress that was in Misery playing basically the same part. Yikes! Um, yeah, so. You know, there's 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 dozens of Stephen King movies, but then there's also the Shawshank Redemption, uh-huh. and this is by no means a comparison. The Running Man, oh god, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film from like eighty six or eighty seven, uh-huh. where he plays a prisoner who has to run for his life in a in a game show, yeah, um, based on a Stephen King novel, actually based on a Richard Bachman short story, but Richard stolen Bachman by was, Stephen King. No, 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 Richard no. Bachman was Stephen King. Oh, yeah. The Bachman books. Right. Yeah. Right. Which anyway. were also actually pretty good and not really horror-based so much. Simpsons um, movie was based on a Stephen King novel. Was it? Yeah. Which one? Um, The Glass Dome. Oh. Neat. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, actually, it was. And it was, it was kind of those one of those weird things where you're like, it's like, huh. huh. Oh, that, that's kind of weird. Okay. All right. Good for them. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so Stephen King novel. And Frank, uh, Frank Darabont. The, uh... What? Oh, oh. Um, so, okay, so this movie, uh, what is, what do you feel is its significance aside from its, it's just being a good movie? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a really strong film. It was, it was consistent writing, but, you know... We see a lot of movies today that are, you know, strong movies, consistent writing. You really? Know. Django? One. Argo? Yeah, right. Yeah, right yeah. Okay, yeah, there's, 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 a, there's always a movie there's, every year. There's always, there's always something that's good. There's I know, There's a lot I know. of stuff that's bad. Yeah, they say everything. So what is it that is making this movie hold up as a classic? Yeah, what's making it, what makes it hold up? Is it just simply, it's just a timeless story, so long as there are prisons? Or is it? I don't know. I <laughs> I think that it uh, is a testament to um, a testament to uh, perseverance. Uh huh. To uh, having the I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a really well made movie mm-hmm. that stands up on its own. It doesn't require that you know a lot about anything that happened. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to know. You don't have to know. You don't have to know a shit ton about prisons in order to, you know, in order to enjoy the Shawshank Redemption. The only thing you need to really know time wise is that it's after World War II. It tells a story. Mm -hmm. It has characters that are well rounded. There's not a single person in that film. There's not a character in that film that doesn't have. There's no. There's no. Other than the guy who is a cipher, and that's his character, uh-huh. Andy, there is there are no cipher. There's no like, hey, I'm on here for a scene, and this is my, I'm done. Yeah, everybody, every know, character has an arc. The fish, mm-hmm. you know, the new fish, the 
the stuttering guys, the guards, mm-hmm. the the warden. You know, there but, are minor characters, but everybody's got an arc. Show scene, but they play. You know, the con- the highway contractor guy uh-huh. shows up and says, "Come on, dude, you're taking money out of you know non prisoners' hands here, and you're gonna, yeah. you're going to force me to close." You know, so he he serves to show the warden. You know, his purpose is to show the warden as this scumbag. Yeah. He, you know, or he takes the pie, so, you know? and then he leaves the pie for... And then he's like, here, this pie is shitty. <laughs> you know? um, so, what's next? What's next? Um, after this, I believe we have Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Okay, so this is one of the few films that I've actually seen on this list. Yes. Up there with, you know, Doris Gump. Yeah, Forrest Toy- Gump and Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Yikes. So, alright, um, so... Um, yeah. All right. It's been a little bit since the last episode, and we keep saying that um, we're going to get back on the schedule that we're working on. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not going to say that this time. Didn't you just? No. No? Okay. No, I was just Fine. saying that's what we did say. I'm not yeah. saying it this time. You know what? We'll put them out when we have time. There you go. Yep. All right. So all you crazy people out there, or all you crazy person out there still listening. All one of you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for listening to us. We love you so much. And uh, I'm uh, I'm Mr. Bowen. That over there is uh, Andrew. Not Andy. Not Andy. Not Andy. Andrew. I will not set up your tax evasion scams. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, I think that's it for this week. I think so. Yeah. Are we good? Uh, we're good. Is that everything we wanted to say? I said everything I wanted to say. Shawshank Redemption. If you haven't seen it, this is your fourth opportunity on this podcast alone to stop and go watch it. And if you get mad at us for spoiling any of these movies, most of these films came out a good at least ten years ago. If, if <laughs> the newest that... the newest film on the list came out in two thousand one, so we're good. Yeah, I, we're, I now think, worried, we're not yeah. worried about the spoilers. Yeah. Oh God, that, we have that, said that, all of these movies are over a decade old. I can't even say it's from ten years ago because Every ten single... years ago was 2000, 2013. or two thousand. Three. Ah. Yes. From the future, signing off.